Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. We could trust God's Word and follow what the Scriptures talk about when it talks about finding and walking in the path of hope. Our hope is found in the scriptures. We mind the word of God. If we dig into the scripture, we're gonna have precious gems. Reaching up high with arms open wide we see You're changing our lives so we can be our hands and Today, Pastor Ed will be encouraging us to keep our hope fixed on Jesus and no one else. There is no world leader you can place your hope in. There is no man or world system that you can have hope in. Hope is only found in Jesus our Lord, who is an anchor to our soul. Our Lord is the only constant in our life. He never changes. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Don't place your hope in any temporal circumstances, because at any moment, they can change. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's message entitled, Hope. Building in Faith In the writings of the Apostle Paul, he speaks a lot about hope. Over and over again in the book of Romans, more than any other book, he speaks about hope. In fact, in the 15th chapter, his focus is on the hope that we have as believers. But he prays also that we would know what that hope is. Ephesians chapter 1, he says, I pray also the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. But pastor, Do you know what has happened recently? Yeah, I do. And you wonder, how can you have cope in circumstances like that? You're trying to raise a family. And if you look at the statistics, they are dismal. According to the Forest Institute of Professional Psychology, 50% of all first-time marriages end in divorce. It goes on to say that 67% of all second-time marriages end in divorce, and then 73% of all third-time marriages end in divorce. Our nation is going further and further and further away from the biblical roots and values that made us a great and strong nation. Latest statistics says that 17.6% attend church on a Sunday of the population. 17.6%. That's less than a fifth of America attends church on a Sunday and it's continuing to decline. Can you have hope in a society and a culture and in times like these? 
Paul prayed that we might know the hope to which we were called. He was writing to the Ephesians who were living in a time of difficulty as well. In fact, the words of Solomon, there is nothing new under the sun. And then Job, man is born unto trouble as sparks fly upward. We do live in difficult times, but that doesn't mean we have to forfeit our hope. We could trust God's word and follow what the scriptures talk about when it talks about finding and walking in the path of hope. Our hope is found in the scriptures. We mind the word of God. If we dig into the scripture, we're going to have precious gems of truth that hold our hearts in this dark world. In Psalm 130, verse 51, it says, I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and his word, in his word, I put my hope. That's a passage tucked away in the Psalms. Paul the Apostle speaks in Romans about the whole Bible. And he's especially, I think, referring at that time to the Old Testament, the 39 books. But if you go from Genesis to Malachi, if if you dig into the Word, you're going to find an anchor for your soul. You're going to find a word from God for your heart. Paul said in Romans 15, 4, Uh, For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through endurance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. We walk through this life and almost at every turn, there's trouble. Trouble surrounding you, trouble maybe touching your life. But we can find comfort in the Word of God. Again and again, God gives us hope when we dig into Scripture. You you look at Jonah. There's a man who's in the belly of a fish in the bottom of the sea, crying up to God as this runaway prophet is going in the wrong direction. He's a prodigal prophet. But in his distress, he calls on God, and God hears him. Doesn't that give you hope? That God so graciously dealt with Jonah? Uh, I I think about, in Scripture, the story of Jacob. (laughs) Jacob, you talk about problems, family problems. He had them, but he was chosen of God. He was one of our patriarchs. Uh, Jacob was a planner, a deceiver, and... God was going to refine him. God was going to develop him. And and, and God wasn't going to let him go. And so God kept on working on his life all through the time in his uncle's house, Laban's house. And then when he goes back to the land, he hears he's going to meet Esau. And all of a sudden, he begins to fear and tremble because Esau is just coming with an army of men. And he's thinking about, oh boy, I'm in trouble with Esau. And then he meets God. He wrestles with an angel. And God changes him in that crisis, in that moment. 
he comes away with a limp. He's walking differently. Isn't it wonderful to see that God cares about you so much that he's willing to break you? And so when you're going through those times of brokenness, you find someone that you can identify with, and God changes Jacob to Israel. He makes him a prince with God and a prince with man. On that path of sanctification and glorification, you look at the nation, the northern tribe, the southern tribe, how lovingly God disciplined and helped them and all those events. See, our God is a God of hope. He he gives us hope because we see in our own hearts sometimes a mirror, the mirror of God's word. We see ourselves and say, ah, has God given you a word to hold on, to hold on to? Stay in the book. He will. In Psalm 119, verse 49, it says, Remember your word to your servant, for you have given me hope. No matter what you're going through, no matter where you've been, no matter what's happening, dig into the book and let the book dig into you. In the darkest of times, God spoke one of the most beautiful promises through his word. It's found in the book of weeping, Lamentations. It says, yet this I call to mind, Jeremiah, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those who hope in him, to the one who seeks him. God has hope for you in those sacred pages of Scripture. As you read the Word, you're going to find hope even when the economy goes down. You're going to find hope even when everything around you seems to go in the direction that you'd say, that's going in the wrong direction. You find strength in this book. You find hope in His Word. I think about Joseph, how he kept maybe that promise in his heart when God said to him, someday, Joseph, your brothers are going to bow down to you. You're going to rule. And it didn't seem like that. I mean, his brothers turn against him, sell him. Then he tries to remain faithful to God. He does remain faithful to God, and he resists the temptation of Potiphar's wife. And he gets thrown into prison. And then he gives an encouraging word to someone, and they forget about him, and he's just wasting away. But God, but God has his calendar, and he keeps track of things. And so you read the story of Joseph, and you see yourself in Joseph's story. Oh, you look at Stephen in the midst of being stoned to death, this first martyr of the church. The story is in chapter 7 and chapter 8 of the book of Acts. You you see Stephen lifting up his head, looking up to God. In the midst of stones being hurled at him, he sees Jesus lifted up. 
he sees Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. I was reading the story of a missionary, Ron Boyd. Ron Boyd McMillan, actually. Uh, he went to China and he met a woman by the name of Mrs. Yang. Mrs. Yang was a wonderful Christian woman. Uh, this woman was an evangelist and she won many people to Christ. And many churches in China were established because of her ministry. And he wanted to learn more about her. So one day early, he, he, he watched her, this older woman, as she walked up to the top of the hill, knelt down on damp ground, and just prayed. And after a season of prayer, she got up and meditated on the word. And then she began to worship. But something was very noticeable about her worship. As she began to sing, she sang with everything within her. She sang from the very depth of her soul. And he said, I, I want to ask her about that. So when she came down from the hill after her devotions, he said, May I ask you a question? She said, sure. He said, why did you sing so enthusiastically? Why were you singing like that? Now, in China, they sing a lot of the old hymns, and they also put a lot of scripture passages to song. They sing the word of God. And so she said, well, my father told me that you're to sing as an act of worship to God. And throughout the Psalms, I found that it exhorts us again and again to praise the Lord out loud. She said, when I was in prison for preaching the gospel, I would pray, I would read the word, but nothing lifted my spirit like singing praises to God. She said, it's like a flower. The flower remains closed until the sun comes and shines on it and it opens its petals and then it closes again when the night season comes. She said, singing praises to God is like the sun shining onto our souls. We open up to God. Take the example of Mrs. Yang. Take the example of the psalmist Sing God's word. Meditate on God's word. Memorize God's word. You will find hope for your day. You're not going to find it in the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times. I mean, there may be some good information there, but you're going to find hope in Matthew and Mark and Luke and John. You're going to find hope in the sacred scriptures. And that's why Paul tells us those sacred scriptures were given for our encouragement. Are you discouraged? Do you feel like circumstances are robbing you of that hope? It's, it's slipping out of your hands, things maybe out of your control. You're saying, boy, I've told my children and they don't make the right choices. They just keep on making a chain of bad choices. And you're tempted at that moment to lose hope or, or, or you look at a job situation that's so tentative and you just don't know if that job's going to be there tomorrow or you're just struggling to make your marriage work and it seems like it's a continual uphill battle. 
meditate, muse in the word of God. The psalmist said this, I am laid low in the dust. Preserve my life according to your word. The word of God has a way of reviving us. It has a way of strengthening us. It has a way of imparting hope to us. God speaks hope to us through his word. Lamentations again. I will say to myself, I'm reading the New Living Translation. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I hope in him. Paul said, I pray that their eyes might be open to see the hope that we have in Christ. Well, read the book and then meet with Jesus. Meet with Christ. Our hope is in Christ. In 1 Timothy 1.1, it just says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the command of God, our Savior, and Christ Jesus, our hope. Our hope, and we sang about it so beautifully in worship, our hope is that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin, and he lived, and then he died, and then he rose from the dead, and then he ascended to heaven, And then he's coming back again as Lord of lords and King of kings, as the sovereign. Hallelujah. See, we have hope. In the Old Testament, the prophets looked forward to a day when hope would shine like a light in a dark land, like a giant spotlight into the darkest corners of the earth. These are the words of Isaiah the prophet. In the future, he will honor Galilee of the Gentiles by the way of the sea along the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. Oh God, turn that light on. Jesus Christ is the light of the world. Let him shine into your heart no matter where you are on the journey. It's hope that really, really works today in the present, right now. In Hebrews, the Hebrew Christians are exhorted not to go back, not to go back to a ritualistic type of religion and trying to just get caught up in the religion that they had left, going back to the old sacrificial system, said, no, no, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. For he who promised is what? Faithful. God is faithful. We can trust in him. Now, that's not something that's just a subjective statement. See, when we hope, God gives us a new frame to look at life through. Because you can look at life through a grid that makes everything look dark. You have a negative outlook, pessimistic worldview, and and you tend to just see everything in a negative perspective. And you could get that way when you get hammered down by life. When the stresses and the pressures come, you're afraid to think hopefully. But our hope is in Christ. And when we hope in Christ, we could look at life knowing that we're not journeying through life by ourselves, knowing that we have the good shepherd walking with us through the valley of the shadow of death. It's 
subjective, yes, internally, subjectively, we see through a new lens, but also it's subjective. See, we have hope because God, who is the ultimate reality, has control of events. That God rules and reigns. The God that we serve is a God who does whatever he desires. And we know that he can help us and that he can change the circumstances. He may give us grace to go through the circumstance, but in the present, no matter what the circumstances, no matter how dark, no matter how black, no matter how difficult, you can have hope. It was on November 11, Veterans Day. Joe was in his house, grieving the loss of a son, 32 years old. This 87-year-old man felt the greatest loss in his life when his son of 32 died of alcoholism. He had become somewhat disenchanted, distant from the neighbors. But on November 11th, God sent a messenger, Jeff Banky, to knock on his door. Samaritan Purse was helping clean up all of the wreckage that happened with Sandy. And, and they were working on Joe's house, on his trailer, and they were taking the, all of the uh, refuge from underneath the trailer and uh, taking and cleaning things up. And so when Jeff knocked on the door, he, Joe opened the door, and uh, first thing Jeff said is, I thank you for being a veteran. One of the first things, I thank you for being a veteran. Thank you for your service to our country. I said, may I come in? And Jeff wisely, when he came in, didn't beat him over the head with a Bible and give him a dozen tracts. Jeff knew he was going to be there for a week, and he let Joe talk. And Joe told him his story over the next couple of days, how he was in World War II, how he had been devastated in, a, in many ways because he was on Normandy Beach taking as a 19-year-old boy the, the bodies of young men off the beach. and uh, Then the Guadalcanal and Iwo Jima, he, he was at all three of those places. And those were some of the bloodiest places in the Second World War. But he said the greatest pain that he felt as an old man was to lose his son. And so Jeff just gave a listening ear. And then when he came back on Wednesday, Jeff saw the heart beginning to open. And he says, you know what you need for your troubled, broken soul? I'm paraphrasing it. You need peace with God. And there Joe made a personal confession of faith and accepted Christ. And Jeff helped him to surrender the circumstance of his son to God, who was a just God. And he, he helped him to pray a prayer, surrendering all of, those, all of that pain. And Saturday came, and there Joe was, smile on his face. And the people in the trailer court said, he's different. He's at peace. Something's changed in him. And he was looking for Jeff. 
The Christmas season is always a busy time of year. The hustle and bustle to get all of the gifts wrapped and ready. The preparation of the meal where the family gathers to celebrate. It's easy to lose sight of what's most important in this season. We're sharing this special four-part series on the Advent season with hopes that Jesus truly will be the reason for the season. Thanks for joining us today. You've been listening to Building in Faith, the radio ministry of Dr. Edward Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. Now we want to encourage you to log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and spend some time getting to know us. To stay current with what's being broadcasted here on Building in Faith, subscribe to the Building in Faith podcast. By subscribing, you'll always be up to date with the latest messages. Or, if you'd like, you can always give us a call. Our phone number is 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We invite you to join us again for the next edition of Building in Faith. On behalf of Pastor Ed, Faith Assembly, and the entire production team, we want to say Merry Christmas. Your word.